Thank you for joining me. My name is Jenna Fortinsky, and welcome to my podcast, Simply Jenna. I am a registered psychologist and owner of Simply Counseling Services, a private counseling group in Calgary, Alberta. In working with my clients, I have noticed that I offer something different. The difference is simplicity and balance. I want to share that with you using this platform. Join me as we discover together how to keep it simple. Welcome back. Yes, welcome. How are you doing, Nikki? I'm pretty good. I just finished my first course, first official course for the program. Yay! So, yes. Congratulations. I think it's a huge accomplishment. So, thank you. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> and how did you do? Um, I think I did pretty well. Uh, better than what I was anticipating. Uh, so it was, it was actually really, it was a really fascinating experience, not only because of the content, of course, but because, um, doing a program that's solely online is always interesting. Uh, it makes for a different experience, I think. Um, so it was quick, like it was 10 weeks of very intense study. So, um, it was awesome. So I feel very, I feel very accomplished that that is over now. And now I'm already starting on to the next course. It started, uh, today, which is a Monday and we're already rolling into the next one right away. And this one will be short. It'll be, I think it's five weeks for this next one. So that's incredible. Yeah. Congratulations. I think that that's such an accomplishment and, um, you must feel so proud to finally get this ball rolling for yourself and, and to see that your hard work is paying off. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, part of the journey is just getting your head back into that space again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was a feat for sure. So thank you. And you, how are you doing with your work? I'm doing well. Um, busy at work, uh, which is good. And um, it's nice to see that people are reaching out and, and getting the support that they need. Um, I'm hearing lots of clients are reporting that their um, insurance companies are finally getting more on board with, um, you know, allocating more benefits to people's packages for uh, mental health support. So I'm very happy oh, really? to hear that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So I think it's, it's nice for um, clients to know that they have the option to, to get more sessions in through their benefits. Um, so that's really nice to hear that people feel more secure with being able to access that support. So, well, um, and it's great for people who are maybe diving into that field for the first time, right? Like yeah. if they've never sought out that kind of help before and now this is their first time doing it, it's a great sort of uh, vote of confidence to know that, okay, like this is this is covered and yeah. um, if I need the support, I know I can easily access it and finances are not something that I have to worry about in doing it, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's been a long time coming and um, so finally the insurance companies are getting up to speed with, with the private world here in Alberta. So um, that's nice awesome. to see. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, so today we have a not so fun topic. Yes. We're going to be discussing uh, infertility and loss. Yes. Which is um, very, very, very common. Yes. And I think that's probably something that we want to say as a sort of disclaimer is that likely most of folks that are listening um, have probably, you know, if you're in, if you're in that journey of, um, uh, hoping to conceive or uh, going through loss that know that you're not alone and that probably most folks have experienced it in some shape or form. Yes, including both of us. Yes, that's right. So we both have gone through our own um, losses. 
And yeah, I think I'm definitely uh, reaching that point in my life where I know more people that have struggled. Yes. Than that haven't. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so definitely echoing what Nikki said that you're not alone. And I know the official stats say it's one in four, mm. but I would really like to yes. say that that's probably not accurate. I think yeah. it's much higher. I think so too, and for sure. Probably part of the reason of that is what we'll be talking about today is, is yeah. the stigma and, and people probably not wanting to talk about it as much. So, um, but yeah, I think the message right out of the gate is that you're not alone and hopefully this episode will speak to you and hopefully uh, give you the courage that you need to continue. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So as we always do, yes, let's start off by talking about uh, what is infertility and loss? So for this episode, we are talking about um, difficulty with either trying to get pregnant or trying to conceive. And um, when we're talking about loss, we're talking about losing a pregnancy at any stage. Um, so that's just specific for this episode. That's not a, a general definition mm-hmm. of what's out in the world. Um, yeah. I just want to be clear about what we're talking about specifically here today. Um, so it encompasses the emotional and physical toll of going through either trying to conceive or um, suffering a loss. Okay. And I think that's fair. That's a, it's a sort of general um, definition, which I think is perfect for the purposes of our conversation. And uh, anybody who's in this journey knows that there's a lot of language around mm-hmm. um, trying to conceive and experiencing a loss. So. Yeah. Okay, so who does it usually affect when it does happen, either the infertility piece or the loss piece? Well, definitely it's both men and women. So, or um, depending on what the situation is, both partners in the relationship. Um, And I think part of this episode will be uh, me really speaking to, you know, that there's um, two people in the process typically in most cases and um, just really advocating for both people that are involved in that process to to get the support they need and, and to work through all the struggles. And I'm glad that you're acknowledging that because I think in a lot of cases, the partner or the person who, you know, if we're talking about a loss, mm-hmm. specifically the person who isn't going through the loss per se in a physical sense or physiological sense, yeah. um, often gets forgotten about. Uh, they have the role A lot of the times of playing, uh, being a supporter, uh, you know, holding that sort of strong ground for the person who is experiencing the physical sort of physiological piece of it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And I think that goes also for trying to conceive, right? It is that, yeah. um, And uh, so I think in both situations, whether it's trying to conceive or, um, you know, suffering a loss, uh, the partner often, um, yeah, does have that assumed responsibility of of caring for the one that's um, struggling or mm-hmm. the one that's going through that yeah physical piece, like you said. Um, but I think it's very important that we talk about that. You know, both parties are suffering, right? Um, and you know, like suffering in different ways, maybe the same ways. But just know that there there is a lot of emotional toll that goes on for both parties that are involved um, when this stuff is happening. So to really make sure that, you know, we're we're having conversations and that we're, t- uh, key, you know, touching base with each other to to check in with our feelings and and to acknowledge that we both have feelings about the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so really um, 
making sure that it's not just one person that's focused on that you both have a role in it. You have a role in either trying to conceive um, and, you know, like just really trying to connect with each other um, throughout the whole process so that one doesn't get left behind. And I think that's, I'm just reflecting as you're talking and I'm thinking that that's so important because a lot of the times when this happens, um, the two people in that situation can be at different places, right? Yeah. Like if you yes. are, whether, whether you're struggling to conceive or whether if you have conceived and then you've experienced a loss, sometimes one person is like, okay, like I'm ready. Like, let's do this again. Let's try again. And the other person is like, nope, like I am so not ready for that yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you sort of, uh, when you're working with clients who are maybe seeing you for support in that situation, what what's your advice to them? How do they, how do they work through that? Well, I think that's where like the communication is so important. Um, and, you know, communicating as soon as you're able to. And, um, I think just really being easy on each other and understanding that it is a very high emotional place to be. Um, so understanding that there's going to be times for having difficult conversations and times that we kind of need to table it and set it aside and maybe go back to it at a different time. Um, so being easy with each other first is understanding, you know, most importantly that you both are suffering, you both are highly emotional. And then, um, when there is that little bit of a disagreement, um, you know, it's, it's okay to talk it out and, and to, you know, plan times to have those conversations so that, um, you know, one party isn't taken off guard and you both have time to reflect on what it is that you want to communicate to your partner and come up with a plan together. Um, and, you know, like the other piece is, is that because it is a highly emotional place to be and it can be a difficult conversation, then reach out for support. You know, it's, it's not expected for you to just do it by yourself. And, um, and again, mm-hmm. I think that goes back to the stigma as well as that, you know, like we have to suffer in silence and that's yeah. not the case. And, you know, oftentimes when couples come to me with, uh, inter- infertility issues or, um, after suffering a loss, you know, just having that third person in the room to, to navigate the conversation mm-hmm. helps so much. Yeah. Um, and yes, you may have been together for a long time. You may know each other the best, but just having that outside voice to really help each other feel heard is so valuable and really helps to, to bring the emotions to a place where you can be heard and validated and you can hear your partner and validate your partner as well. I think that's really, really solid advice. Um, because, you know, making time and making that a priority is hard to do, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you're in the throes of, you know, of going through that process. Um, it's difficult to set aside that, that really critical time to check in with one another and to have those really good, hard, Mm -hmm. very hard conversations, right? So I think that's awesome advice. Yeah. Um, so should we talk then a little bit about what, what does it look like when somebody experiences, a loss or when they are struggling with infertility? How does, how does it affect a person? Well, like I said, it's a highly, highly, highly emotional place to be. Um, so, you know, oftentimes I hear feelings and I've felt myself, um, feelings of loneliness, regret, frustration, depression, anxiety, disappointment, you know, disappointment in in my body Mm -hmm. or, um, just feeling like, you know, um, how come, how come this couldn't happen or, or why is this happening to me again? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all those thoughts and, and just confusion and, um, you know, th- uh, thoughts of desperation and, um, and feeling like you're never going to get what you've always dreamed of. Yeah. 
So that again, it's just such a highly, highly, highly emotional place to be. And, um, you know, so in combination with all those emotions, we know that there's also a physical toll that comes along with it, yeah, right? So yeah. you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be feeling like you can't be productive. You can't concentrate. You're going to be distracted. You're going to be probably quick to anger, quick yeah. to frustration. So um, everything is just so heightened that your body is going to find a way to compensate and and start to, to shut down on you in certain ways, right? So um, there definitely is that physical and emotional piece to it. And it's crazy, too, because, I mean, while you're going through this process, um, you know, if you are trying to conceive and you're having difficulties or if you've gone through a loss, um, you're expected to, like you were saying before, in a sense, sort of suffer in silence. So you're expected to just journey on with your life every day as if nothing else is going on, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you you know, you've got your daily stressors as it is with your family, with your work Mm -hmm. or whatever commitments you have. And then you've got this other piece that's sort of in the back of your brain that's always there, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's so challenging to, um, you know, deal with that in a sense and still move on in your life on, on a daily basis. So I think, you know, how you said about suffering in silence is so key because it is, that's, that's what it feels like. And it's a, it is a very lonely experience. I think it also, um, what makes it even worse nowadays is social media. Right. Um, so this is something, uh, a conversation that I have often with my clients is, you know, um, if somebody is struggling with infertility or a loss, they always say to me, well, how come my friend is getting pregnant or mm-hmm. she got pregnant so yes. easy yeah. and all my friends are getting pregnant and I'm not. Mm-hmm. So um, social media is such a curse in this sense because it really gives people only one side, one side of what's happening in people's lives. So, you know, just the same as people don't know that you're suffering, they probably don't want to mm-hmm. share that they have suffered or, um, you know, like it's been hard for them. It doesn't matter. Everybody has their stories. So just because we're seeing beautiful pictures on on social media and we're seeing these beautiful announcements, it doesn't mean that there wasn't a struggle behind that. Um, and if there wasn't, that's okay too, right? So just be easy on yourself and be easy with, with your own expectations of yourself and your body and your partner, all of those things, because social media can really just put us in such a dark place mm-hmm. because it's so filled with pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's very, very important. Um, it is something that we're absolutely faced with on a daily basis and yeah. it can, it can become overwhelming yeah. to have those constant reminders of everybody else's success, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Um, so we, you know, we're kind of talking about this piece around suffering and silence and, and the stigma mm-hmm. of shame that comes with infertility and loss. Why, why does that exist? Well, <laughs> so that's a loaded question. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think like, like we said is that, you know, it is, it is such a highly emotional place to be. So I think inherently that makes people not want to talk about it because mm-hmm. it is hard to talk about. Um, another piece that comes up for me is, uh, you know, what I've heard so many times from clients and, and also what I've thought in my lifetime too is, you know, um, your whole life you're told that it's so easy. Mm-hmm. To get pregnant and to be careful mm-hmm. and you could get pregnant just just by one time <laughs> one time you can get pregnant um 
And, you know, like that's <laughs> that's not the case for probably 90% of the population, right. if not more, yeah. right? So um, I think then therein lies the stigma of, well, I was told this is the case my whole life and now my body's not doing that. So what's wrong with me? Right. Um, so then there's that message that there is something wrong with you because it's not happening right away. Um, so I think that that's part of the stigma as well. And I think the other piece is, is that um, we're afraid to talk about it because um, people don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And people don't know how to respond. And um, oftentimes when we do talk about it, we get responses that are not helpful. Right. So what what is your advice then? What how do you how do you navigate that conversation if somebody has shared that they're struggling with infertility or they've or they've experienced a loss? So um, what I what I need people to remember, and I say this a lot, is that you know I've gone through a few years of school to learn how to respond, and I still struggle with how to respond. And I've also experienced it. Right. Yeah. I've experienced it, you know, uh, difficulties to conceive and I've also experienced loss. And um, so I still struggle with what to say. So in saying that, listen. Right. Just listen and just empathize. Mm -hmm. So just saying, I can't imagine how difficult that would be. Or I can't imagine how hard this is for you. I'm here for you. What do you need from me? Mm Mm-hmm. What can I say to help you? So even just asking the person that's sharing with you, what can you say or what can you do? That's okay. Right. It's okay to to just be there in that moment with a person. So stay in that muddy, yucky, gross feeling with them. Mm-hmm. Don't try to shift out of it. Don't try to make it better. If somebody's sharing something that um, intimate with you and they're, you know, sharing that highly emotional place with you, just sit there, just be with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like even offer to hold a hand or to give a hug or, or just, you know, if you're on the phone or over Zoom nowadays, right, yes. just sit there with them. And, you know, just be in that moment with them. That is, that goes such a long way, such a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like we are quick to try and make it better so that we can make them feel better, make ourselves feel better and just right. make the moment go away. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like there's there's such a connection in just sitting in that moment with that person and letting them say what they want to say. Well, and especially because we don't have space to just talk about it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it's not I think it's getting better. Like I think there's there's a lot more of a conversation happening now, more so than there's ever been. Um, from folks sharing their experiences, but it is, it's still something that we don't talk about very often. So I think just having this space to be able to talk about it mm-hmm. in any, in any way, whatever that looks like, um, is so critical. So yeah. that's fantastic advice. I think. And I also think that if you are someone that has experienced a loss and you are sharing with a friend and you get that response of, well, at least, you know, you can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, just to say to that person, say, you know what, actually, that's not really helpful. I just yeah. need you to listen. Yeah. So, you know, it's okay to guide people and to let right. people know and give them that feedback that, you know, that's not the most helpful thing to say so that they don't um, say it to other people and that they're also learning in that moment, too. So we need to be open and gentle with each other in terms of feedback and, um, you know, just really staying in that tough moment with that person. Um, and in that, again, there's such a beautiful connection that's built. Right. And, um, it just really helps to, um, to alleviate the person that's suffering, 
um, of of their ails and ailments, and also the person that's listening. It just offers them more insight into that relationship. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really important um, because it is. It's uh, it's it's a it's such an intimate experience, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so emotionally charged is because it's something typically in a relationship that you don't really talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the the subject matter itself is already really intimate. So if somebody is being vulnerable and sharing that, then it's, it's a, uh, it's important that we respond in an, in an appropriate way. And I think the advice that you've given is great because it's easy and it's simple. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just listen, just be there for the person. And that's all that counts at the end of the yeah. day. And if you're not sure, ask. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're just in that moment where you're just flabbergasted and you never would have imagined that, you know, your bestie is telling you this after you've been best friends for however long. Right. Just ask them, yeah. hey, what do you need? Right. And I'm here for you. Um. So those those little sentiments go a long way in these situations. So what are some of the options that we have to support if we're a person that's going through it, um, either the infertility piece or a loss? What are some of the options that we can think about to support ourselves? Well, I really think like, first of all, I really want to encourage people to advocate for themselves. Like here in Alberta, um, you know, we have a, a great medical system, you know, we've got free healthcare, um, unless you're going through infertility treatments and there are some costs that are associated with that. A lot of costs, actually, I shouldn't say some. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. Just to be honest. Um, but, you know, like, I think I really want to encourage people to advocate. So now is not the time to just, you know, sit back and, and wait for things to happen. I really want you to advocate for yourself. So if you are confused or you're not sure or you've talked to the doctor and you didn't really get the message that you wanted, call back, ask more questions. It's okay to do that. That's what they're there for. So a lot of the times when I'm talking with clients, they're like, well, I talked to the doctor and I'm not really sure what they meant by this. So please call back, get that clarity, get the answers that you need and and push the system. And, and you know, they're there for that. And, you know, so please utilize that outlet so that you can get the information that you need. Um, the other thing is, is, is to, uh, focus on accessing support for yourself and your partner or, or whichever the situation is, is, um, look into what options you have for support. There's lots of great free counseling programs here in Calgary. Um, and then there's also private counseling, which is great. And you can access that through your insurance benefits here in Alberta. Um, but, you know, like there's lots of options and to seek out that extra support. So, you know, whether it's talking with family, talking with other loved ones, getting friends involved, talk about it, reach out for support. Again, you're not alone. And, you know, there's other people that have gone through it as well. And to really create, you know, a sense of community around yourself so that you can, you know, be strong in those weak moments or you have somebody that can really boost you up when you are having those weak moments. Um, and to just stay the course and and to lean on your partner and for your partner to lean on you and to really build up a really strong front to to battle the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, again, really solid advice. The advocacy piece, I think, is really important. A lot of the times we feel like we shouldn't be questioning, um, you know, uh, a healthcare practitioner just because, uh, you know, we assume that they're giving the full information and, and most of the time they are, but there's always those little pieces or like you're saying, those little nuances of information that kind of get lost. And so it's really important that we go back and ask the question and, um, and, you know, and there's nothing that can come from that except for more knowledge, which is always a great thing. Right. So, uh, good, good advice. Um, 
Okay. Anything else that we want to chat about before we wrap up this episode? Um, I don't think so. I think, you know, really just, you're not alone. Right. You're not alone. So, um, you know, there's so many people that are, are struggling, um, whether it's trying to conceive or have gone through a loss and, um, you know, if you have gone through a loss, it's okay to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's so much grief that comes along with that because the moment we find out we're pregnant, there's so much hopes and dreams that go along Mm -hmm. with that. And, you know, dates really stick with us as, as we even pass the loss. So, um, it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to find little rituals to, to incorporate, you know, that, that loss in your life and, and to make it healthy and healing for you. Um, so check out our grief episode cause that might help you if yeah. you have gone through a loss. Yep. Good idea. Um, but yeah, like there's, you're not alone. So please reach out. There's so many supports out there. And if you have any questions, you know, reach out to us through our podcast page on our website um, or, you know, DM us on Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook. Um, please let me know if there's anything that I can do to support you, but you're not alone. Yeah, I think that's really great. And I do want to just reiterate that message that we had earlier about please don't suffer in silence. It doesn't have to be a lonely experience. It shouldn't be a lonely experience. And don't be scared to talk about it because sometimes there's some uh, sense of relief that comes in sharing your story. So um, it's, yeah, I I would echo that from your advice earlier on, Jenna. I think that's really, really good advice. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So we will wrap up. Mm-hmm. And um, so our next episode is going to be about stress. Mm-hmm. God knows this past year has given oh. us a real treatment of stress. That's right. Exactly. All new kinds of stresses yes. too. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so we're going to end this episode with a quote from Mary Ann Rodmacher. Courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the little voice at the end of the day that says, I'll try again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode. I wanted to share some important information before we let you go. While this podcast will give you strategies to use in your life, it is certainly not a replacement for attending therapy or seeking your own support. There will always be limits to what we can do on our own when it comes to mental health. And while we can give you tools and strategies, we know that they will not always work for everyone. There is value in telling your story and being heard. If you have tried the strategies we discussed and you're still feeling stuck, please reach out to us at Simply Counseling Services. Visit our website at www.simplycounselingservices.com for the services we offer and to learn about the other services that are free. You can also submit your topic ideas for this podcast on this website as well. Thank you again for joining us, and we are looking forward to our next time together. Take care of yourself.